My name is Erica Kita, and my friend's suicide opened the door to my multidimensional experience of the world. All right, everyone. Here we are again, another episode of Dead Talks. My name is David Ferrugio. I have another lovely guest today, a new friend of mine. And she goes by The Real Estate Witch on Instagram if you want to find her. Her name is Erikita, and she has a very interesting story that I'm looking forward to hearing. So hi, Erica. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I just want to get right into it. You can start from wherever you please, and we'll just start talking. Yeah. Um, well, I think we started talking because we wanted to talk about death, but I also wanted to share my experience of um, the first time that I actually had contact with the other side, and I which completely changed my perspective on death and what it's really about. Right. So when you said you contacted the other side, elaborate a little bit more on that. Yeah. So one of my friends um, committed suicide about seven years ago. And um, I wasn't that close to him, but it was like after he passed, I couldn't get him out of my mind. And he literally basically came to me and um, it was the first time that I really experienced how to make contact with the other side because he was basically um, trying to make contact with me after crossing over. So, and it was through that experience that I kind of want to go into more detail with that um, it really shifted my story of what even suicide is and what really happens after people cross over and just the stigma behind it all. Um, and it also just really gave me peace um, about death in general. So you mentioned your relationship with him uh, prior before speaking. What was your relationship with him? Because it's interesting to hear someone coming through to you that, you know, if you're close with them or not. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, I mean, back in the day, I used to party a lot, and I was in the underground. Like, how long ago? How many days? How, how many days ago? <laughs> it was like years ago, but you know, I actually first met him at the Miami Music Festival. Okay. And then there was a group of us from LA that was all there. We came back, and then we started to go to all of the clubs together. So it was like I knew him through that scene for about ten years, and then ten um, years. Yeah. It's a nice run. Ten years. Yeah. <laughs> But we'll stay on topic. Yeah. We'll stay on topic. So, anyhow, so then, um, and then the year that he crossed over, he actually came to work at my office at Keller Williams as a new agent. And um, yeah, and right before he, it, this is around Thanksgiving, and right before Thanksgiving, he had, I had actually given him a couple um, lease leads to kind of help him out. And he emailed me saying, I, I'm doing all of this, but you know, nothing's happening. Can you give me some advice? I gave him some advice. And then literally like two days later was when he um, committed suicide. Wow. And then after that happened to, um, what was, when did he contact him? How, like, I don't, just from my own understanding, maybe anyone listening, you never had this experience prior to this, correct? No, yeah. So how do you, if it's so new to you, yeah. how do you know what it is? How did you understand that it was him? What made you yeah. know that? Well, I've always been, I mean, I was really, I was learning about energy and I was learning about how the universe works. And so I was really sensitive to energy. But this was the first time that I actually had like a connection with somebody on the other side. And basically after he crossed over, literally the day that I found out, 
um, I could not stop thinking about him. And it was like this um, energy like this. It like feels like this. Like all I can see in my mind was him. And I just kept going on Facebook, reading all of his posts like constantly. And I just, it was like all about him. And I was like, God, why? I mean, I'm sad, but like, why am I feeling like this? this much. I, I was even like, what the hell's going on? You know? And I, and then, it, and then like my whole body felt like depressed and like this energy was like caving in on me. So I couldn't do anything. So I went to the Korean spa cause I was like, I can't even work right now. So I literally just laid there at the Korean spa. And then I got this voicemail message on my phone that I checked. And, um, it was a message from, like six months earlier, I had a, made an appointment with a famous medium who had this wait list and I really wanted to talk to my grandma. So this medium was on Oprah. My friend referred me to him. And so I had made this appointment and the, his assistant had called me to say, your appointment's tomorrow and just reconfirming it. See you tomorrow. And so I called her back and I was like, listen, I cannot go tomorrow. My friend just committed suicide and I think his energy is all over me. Um, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't go to the medium tomorrow. And she's like, well, you, you, you can't cancel and you have to come or else you're going to lose your money. So just tell your friend that not to come and tell your grandma to be there. And she was like, you know, um, when people cross over, they need at least three to six months to get acclimated to the other side anyways. And we never, um, like when, when, like when they have people, clients that come that want to talk to their loved ones, they always have them wait at least three or six months. How do they figure that out, three to six months? Um, I mean, I think because the medium is a medium, so he knows what's going on. <laughs> you know the weather up there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, and, um, and I actually now understand it because I felt my friend, like he was, like it happened. He was on the other side. He was still like alive, I mean alive, like consciously, right, right. like his soul. And I could feel his energy. It was almost like, oh, like, you know. Just buzzing around. Yeah, like, why am I like here? oh shit, like, you know, and like, just like, now I realize he was just like trying to like get my attention, like Erica, Erica, like. Like, it felt like that, you know? And so I think, you know, yeah, like now I realize, oh, he was, it's like, probably you get there, just like, oh, shit, like you see your whole Yeah, we're life. not in Kansas anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I get it without getting it. Yeah, yes, yeah, okay. yeah. So anyhow, so then I get off the phone and I was like, okay. And I, his name is Kent. And I said, all right, Kent, I feel like you want to talk to me. So if you do, then, you know, come tomorrow you know, but please respect my time with my grandma because I really want to talk to her. And the minute that I said that, the energy lifted from my body. It was just like a weight? Yeah. It was like, and I didn't even realize how much it was until it lifted. Cause all of a sudden I didn't feel depressed. I didn't feel heavy. I felt so much better. And I was even like, what the fuck? Am I imagining this Erica? Like, are you, are you really talking to him or is this really, you know, I'm, 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 figuring this out as I go. And just to be clear, this is the first experience you've ever had of anything like this. You've been sensitive of energy, but you've yeah. never had any relations or idea that someone from the other side was trying to contact you. Yeah. Okay. So this is brand new at this point. Brand new. And I'm just completely kind of going off my intuition, you know, thinking that it's him talking as if, but not sure. And then, you know, and so then I get in my car to go home. Cause I'm like, okay, now I can move around and I'm driving. And I was like, all right, Kent, um, I only have an hour tomorrow and I really want to talk to my grandma. I waited a really long time. So I'm going to give you 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> you know? So 
It's an expensive so session. Like, so what's yeah. 10 minutes equate to? Right. I know, so I was like, so please respect my time with her. And I literally could see his face laughing and I could feel the energy in the car. Like I could feel like, I could feel him and I can see him like, I guess through my third eye intuitively laughing and I'm laughing. And then my grandma is on this side and she's laughing and she's telling him, she's like, give her some slack, lay off of her. You know? So let me understand this. So when you're interpreting what they're saying, you're, yeah. you're interpreting this just based on a, a feeling. There's a feeling, right? You're you not actually hearing or see, seeing right. words or anything of the sort, right? Right. But it's like a feeling and it's a sense and I can like, I like I could see his face and my grandma's face. Wow. Um, and so, and then I and I'm thinking I'm making this up too, so I'm not sure. So I'm in the car while this is happening, feeling my grandma laughing and can't laughing, and I was and I'm laughing, and I'm like, am I? Is this really happening? Like, is am I really? Is this you know? And then you know the next day comes and I go to the medium. And he starts talking and he says, my grandma and grandpa are on this side. But then he's like, okay, and then on this side is this young man. And he basically described Kent to a T. And um, he's like, yeah, but he's, he's going like this. And he's saying that he's really respecting your time with your grandma. <laughs> you put him in his place. I know. And like, he, he's waiting his turn. And I was like, oh my God, like, kind of confirmation that everything yesterday actually happened, you know, for me. And so I was like, so like, okay, I, hold on, let's pause with grandma. I just, I just have to know like what Kent wants to tell me. Like, I'm curious, like why me? Cause we weren't like so tight, you know? Right. So like, what is it? Like, what does he want to say? You know, da, 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 da. I was just so curious. And so the medium's like, well, he's coming over and he's just saying, um, thank you for being a friend. I'm so to get, I'm going to get moved. But he's just like, yeah, thanks for being a good friend, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I feel like I didn't do enough. Cause after I heard, I remember feeling like, and I think this is how everybody feels when somebody of suicide, you know, you always think, what could I have done? And what could I have been? And I did remember these times when we did, you know, um, hang out during our, um, like, party days. Ten years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And because he was always so happy, like, so happy, right? And, like, just the best. But I also knew that a lot of times... Speaking of, because I'm like that too, and I've had a lot of shit that I've gone through that I've worked on inner work, you know? Yeah, before this started, you actually told me I'm always happy, so now you got me thinking. Oh, no. <laughs> so let's uh, continue on. Okay. I need to maybe figure myself out while we're here. But, um, yeah, and I, I did notice that about him, and there were times that I did try to connect with him to go deeper. And he actually said to me, he's like, you know, um, you were different because you would try to talk to me about things that not everybody would try to talk to me about. And, it's amazing. But I wasn't like really aware then, you know, but he's like, I just want to say thank you. And then that was like kind of it. Right. And I'm like, wait, so like, that's it. Like, but like, what does he want to say? You know? Mm-hmm. And so, well, you only had 10 minutes. <laughs> so, you know, maybe if you gave me another 15, he would have got into it a little more, but I feel like there's more coming. I'm just yeah. kidding. That's true. That's true. But well, so he said that, you know, in our society, we think that so badly of suicide, but that in the Native Indian community, when somebody commits suicide, the tribe honors them for knowing that it was their time to go. Wow. And so for Kent, 
like, you know, like basically it, not that it was like the right thing. Oh, not that it was like the right thing, but it's like, but knowing that it's like, you know, it was like taking the charge off of. Right, right. It gives it know. more purpose if, is that even the right way to say it? You know? Um, just, there's no polarity. There's no right or wrong in whatever happens. It's just the human mind that we like make it right or wrong. Right, we define then, it. Yeah, and then we create suffering, like death, right? Fear. And so um, he just said that, and I, I even asked him, I said, well, does he regret it? Like, what is he? And, he, and he's like, he's just shrugging, you know? And I was like, well, why me? Like, why me? Because we weren't even that close. And he was like, well, he put feelers out to like everybody. And like, cause, you know, and he's like, and you were. You, you picked it up. You picked it up. But he did it. He put it out to everyone. And so I was like, okay. And then he's just like, I'm like, so what's he doing now? Like, what's going to. like? He's what, waiting for grandma to step know? in. <laughs> What are they doing? And he's like, well, he's he's on his soul's journey. You know, he's studying. He's he's working on himself. Studying. Yeah, because it's like um, the universe. It's like infinite. Yeah. So this is the medium telling you this. This isn't you figuring it out on your on your own per se. No. Yeah. But I mean, since then, I've also been on my own journeys and taken some different journeys where I understand the universe a little bit more. But. I don't think any of us could ever understand it because it's so fucking like we can like we're like this little tiny grain, right? Just, like you know what I mean. So, do you, what's your opinion on that? Do you think he understands it now, or is that still what you're talking about, referring to in regards to studying and figure things out? So, you think whatever happens after, whatever that may be, yeah. Are we still figure? Is he still figuring it out? Are we still figuring it out? Or do you think once that happens, we just we get it? Oh no! The minute that we pass over, um, we see. Everything. It's just like an answer. Yeah, we see everything. It's only on planet Earth that we forget because we're back here to do the work, to open, to wake up to our consciousness, you know? So we actually decide, like, before we come onto the Earth, which parents we're going to pick, which friends we're going to have, and what kind of soul lessons we're going to have. You think I picked my mom? Cause I, I made a good choice if that's so, but yeah. is, that, is that how it works, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, for the soul lesson that wherever you came here to learn, right. you know? Yeah, I have a lot to learn. But so after that session, if you what happens from there? Because you said you started figuring some things out at some point. Like I don't know if you want to give me the timeline or what did you figure out? Where are you now? Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, we got time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that really, I don't know shit. I used to think that I knew a lot, but the more that I dive deeper into myself and into the unknown, the more I realize that I don't know anything, especially I've done um, plant medicine journeys with Mother Aya, and um, that really opened up my consciousness to... Do you feel like speaking on that? Yeah, I can speak about it. So when you say plant... Plant medicine, are you familiar with ayahuasca? I'm very... Yeah, I've, I've smoked DMT once. Oh, okay. Is that is that a part of the ayahuasca yeah, it plant? Is. It's like a derivative of it. What is? Yeah. is this? Okay, because that's I did that once, and I was going to speak on it. Yeah. I was but kind of waiting for my cue. How was it? It was very intense. Yeah. It was um, it was very intense. I wonder if this is going to make me lose business in real estate or get more business. Either way, um, <laughs> it was a very intense experience. I went for it, and I didn't. For those that don't know what I'm talking about, you're gonna have to Google it. But I understood. I was told when I did it that. Once you get to a certain point, you quote unquote break through to whatever that next, wherever you go, whether it's real or not, it feels real enough for it to be real. Yeah. I didn't get to that next level and I didn't understand it until I did it. Yeah. Either way, uh, long story short, it was just the most intense experience in my life. And it kind of, 
if I were to try to define it a little bit and try to understand it a little more, it kind of makes sense to what you're saying is when it, if you, if you believe that when you cross over, you kind of just, the answer appears that we just have a greater understanding of whatever the fuck this is. Yeah. <laughs> I feel as if when I entered that, whatever that is, once again, being very vague, because for those of you that haven't tried this, um, shout out to Joe Rogan, because he definitely kind of got me interested in 2010 and fast forward seven years later, here I am. Um, I felt as if I crossed over, as crazy as that sounds, almost on like the borderline. Like I was like talking to the customs, like, can I get into Mexico now? And it was like, I felt as if my answers, I didn't get many answers, except the fact that I felt like everything was going to be okay. I felt as soon as it happened and I got to that place and it really hit me, I felt like, man, if this is what it's like, everything is going to be okay. My back pain doesn't matter. My deals don't matter. All that doesn't really matter except that I'm, it's going to be answered in one way or another. So that's kind of what it felt like what you were explaining. Like you just, you just figure it out once you get there, wherever there is. But I felt that. I felt like, wow, it's going to be okay and my answers are going to be answered all at once. It felt like. And I was like, I was like all of a sudden when that happens, I'm going to get that answer. I didn't get the answer there. Right. But I kind of got a glimpse like, oh, wow, I think someone's going to tell me what's up when it happens. <laughs> so that, that was kind of my take on it. But, yeah. you know, there's so much more I can get into. Totally. But there's still a lot of things I don't even understand. Yeah. But it's like a lot of like stripping of the ego. Right. Yeah. And that's what I didn't understand. So I tried. I was like, oh, that's what she's talking about. I, got, I, I have some stuff that I need to figure out. Um, you know, I, I like to think I, I'm an open-minded person. Mm-hmm. I, I must be if I'm trying that, I would like to think. Mm-hmm. But um, it, did, it did make me think about things a little more because it was so powerful. And um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, back to what you were saying about your experiences. You, you did ayahuasca? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've really been into personal development and my spiritual development, like hardcore. That's been my number one like focus aside like work is not my number one passion it's about being the best version that I can be spiritually really did this happen before after your friend um it was kind of during right yeah I was already on that path but my real awakening didn't happen till after my friend crossed over when you say awakening what your understanding on death or life or what was it Um, what did you take from obviously you have several different journeys it seems like but I feel like the story with your friend didn't end. It, it yeah. evolved into a greater understanding, like you mentioned, yes. of what? Well, that really was the first time that I started to open up to my multidimensionality beyond this physical world and to really start to communicate with the other side and the other all the dimensions that we live in because we're all multidimensional. It's just we haven't, you know, opened up our senses. We've all been basically dumbed down by society and... It's almost like a filter. Um, like if you've watched The Matrix, The Matrix is an actual, it's actually a documentary. Right. I've you know heard I mean? that. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. rewatched that recently. There's a lot of, I made a lot of realizations about that movie lately. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So what did but, you, because you mentioned you took, uh, when well, before we even hit record, uh, you know, you took, you had a different viewpoint on suicide, which yes. equates to a different viewpoint on death, I'm assuming. Yes. What, what did you mean by that? Well, I mean, I, it's that my friend's, this experience with my friend and then since then just really I do energy clearings and I contact the other side a lot um I just have a different relationship to death now because I know that they are still alive like they our soul just is evolving this is just a suit but it really made me come to peace with um 
my friend's death at the time. How do you know that? Is this a feeling? Like, what made you make that realization? You know what I mean? Because you were, what's the timeline right now? Because when it, when that happened, you were still. This is all so new to you, right? Mm-hmm. This. It's like seven years ago. This, that six, that happened years. six or seven years yeah. ago. So, at what point did you start figuring it out? Because that experience was so new to you. Yeah. So how do you like, you know how do you define something so new? It's like you're doing something for the first time, and how did you confirm what you're saying right now? How did I confirm? In regards to like, how do you know? How, how do you just, how do you understand? How do you just, how do you do interpret the energy? He's like, that's what I'm trying to understand. If I can even understand without was, experiencing it, you know. Well, that's what I was just gonna bring up, bring to. Yeah. It's just because, like smoking DMT. You can't yeah, really explain it unless exactly. you feel it. So you're, your personal experience. Right. I, I can tell you my experience, and I'm sharing it with you. But right. until you actually actually believe and experience it for yourself, mm-hmm. then it's not gonna. But it, the thing is, is that. You have to believe before you actually see. That makes that makes a lot of so, sense. Totally, that's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So go. So sorry, I cut you off. But go. But go on about you know how you see it now. How I see it now. Oh yeah. So um, <laughs> I just want to share towards the end of our session with um, Kent. He came over and he put a daisy on my um, knee, and he said thank you. And then the medium said to me, "So now you have a friend on the other side, so you can ask him for help, like whenever you know you need." So I really took that, and I <laughs> that first year after when I needed help, I'd be like, "Kent, what's up, dude? Like, I need <laughs> help. I'm serious." And then my um, I got invited to go to Brazil, and I needed a visa like ASAP. And the visa takes about four weeks. And I needed it in three days because my friend's husband was paying for my flight because he wanted me to go with his wife, long story short. I needed it in three days, and that's like a fucking miracle, right? And I was like, Kent, I need your help. Long story short, I got it, like, through all these different little synchronicities, but I know he helped me, you know? And so ever since then, I started to work with the other side, not just with him, but with my spirit guides and... You have to ask for help, otherwise they can't assist you, you know? Right. But we're here and we think we're so alone, but there's like this team of like invisible. So is that how, is that how you're saying it works that you said you have to ask them for help mm-hmm. so they don't intervene on, on a whim? Did well, we it... have free will. Right. So we can't, they can't intervene on our free will, but if we want help, we have to ask for it. So I don't know if you're, if you believe in a higher power or whatever, but if you want help you have to ask that's what prayers are right right? yeah that makes a lot of sense um but yeah but kent would help me throughout the years when i asked him for help and um so i just i just have this different relationship on death because i know that we don't really die and so i know and then like my mom doesn't really believe in what i do as far as the energy clearing work that i do and i'd be like and i would tell her oh mom i talked to grandma and she'd be like shut up like she's like first generation japanese like really scared of that like really in her box right and i'm just like mom you know when you die like you're gonna find out and i'll be talking to you she's like why do you talk like that like you know (laughs) she's like why are you talking about my interesting dynamic there but but, i mean i want to make it like I'm just trying to like clear the fear out, you know right. what I mean? That's kind of the point of what, why I wanted to do this podcast exactly. is just, there's a, I mean, whatever anyone believes, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. And I think it's just important to talk about it. The more you talk about it, it's just, it clears it up. It clears the fear, I guess. And it makes us a little less anxious, I think. So have you said your experiences and how you see things now? Are you, do you have more peace or is it more curiosity? What do you feel now that you feel like you have a more understanding about life after death or in that case, yeah, life after death. I mean, you're saying we don't die, so. Um, I just feel 
like I'm clear on what we're here to do and we're here to, we're on a mission to basically be the clearest possible channels and exude unconditional love. And we do that by working on our trauma, unresolved trauma and um, healing ourselves. And then that's how we quote unquote ascend, right? And we live in a vibrational universe. So the more of us that clear ourselves and can hold this vibration of unconditional love, the more of us can kind of change the world into a world of less suffering and unity consciousness. And how would you recommend someone clears himself that's not so not as studied as you are in this subject, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just about awareness and the willingness to want to heal and make yourself a better person and learn from your mistakes or your past and, you know, just come to a place of forgiveness with whatever's happened in your life. And also, it's also about not living in fear. So I feel, I feel I was so excited to do this with you because it's like not a lot of people talk about death. And, right. Um, I think it's about having these conversations to shift the perspectives and paradigms of how it has been done or how we see things to actually like shift, you know. Right. That's why it's important to talk about, especially because you have such a different viewpoint of it. And I believe, I mean, I believe everything you're saying. And you know, I, I, th I think that's how it works in my opinion as well. I think you just have a much more in-depth grasp of it. I have more of an East Coast Italian loud mouth <laughs> understanding of it. But it's, it's true what you're saying. I think it's interesting to hear a perspective like yours because, um, I mean, regardless of the perspective, I think just hearing it kind of dilutes it a little bit in a sense that maybe it's not so bad. And if, yeah. it, and if it coming from you, you you've talked to, if you're talking to the other side in a little bit and you're saying all is going to be okay, I think that's a good thing to believe in. Yeah, exactly. So in regards to your friend, um, what, what was your, cause I don't know if we kind of got into it. What is your take on suicide now? Cause you said there's a, you yeah. have a different perspective of it since that's happened. Mm -hmm. And of course there's a stigma of it. It's horrible, mm -hmm. but you, you mentioned it's, you see it more as a, uh, understanding his time, their time. Is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say it's like, it's more about honor for people that do choose that. It's more about honoring them for knowing that it was their time to go. How do you explain that to someone who, you know, I have friends myself that yeah. more personally than me that knows someone that killed themselves. Yeah. How do you say that to someone that is dealing with that right now? That someone that has lost a loved one through suicide. I feel like most people, for better or for worse, when you tell someone that, they're gonna they're gonna they're not going to take that the right way. You know what I mean? Even as, as I think it makes it a more beautiful way when you, the way you say it like that, it makes it more beautiful. And I think it lightens it. But for someone who doesn't have the same understanding, how do you break that? How, in your opinion, how do you break that down to someone who's not seen it the same way where they just see it as he killed himself? What could have I done? And it's the worst thing in the world. I mean, what I do is I just share my story and my experience and whatever people take from it, they can and whatever they don't, you know, they don't, but it's right. like, I think, um, cause I can't give them mm -hmm. what, how I feel. Right. You gotta figure it out on your own. Yeah. And I mean, but I've talked to my mom about it actually. Um, even though she doesn't like to believe me in a lot of things, but she was like, <laughs> that's a perfect example. You, yeah. It's it a is perfect a perfect example. example. And exactly she's like, I, I would hate like if anybody did that, like, cause the people that you leave behind, like you leave them with so much pain basically. Right. And so that's one perspective, but it's like, and I guess that's why I wanted to have this conversation because it's like, I feel that when we can learn to open ourselves and have a different perspective, one of more, that's not polar, 
polarized, like right or wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And it's also about how we as a society don't really um, like to feel pain. Right. But pain is a part of life. We all die. We all live. Like, it's all... And so the more that we can actually learn to embrace death, the level at which we can learn to embrace death is actually the level at which we are really allowing ourselves to live. Hmm. Does that make sense? You elaborate on that. I like that. It sounded very poetic. <laughs> because it's like if we're we're scared of dying, there's all this fear and resistance. Right, and so right, we're doing right. all this stuff in life like we're not really living. But if we weren't scared of dying and we just need like then it's like we, we can come fully alive. Like if you knew that, you know, even if you die, you're going to be living, like how would you be living Right. You no, it's true. Like you said earlier, it's just living in fear. And the sooner we can relax our shoulders, the yes. easier everything is. Yes. And it's just a discipline. It's, it takes a lot of learning and it takes time and experience and wisdom to figure that out. I'm still figuring it out. But it's like when you lose someone through suicide, it always just sounds so harsh. Like losing someone suddenly in an abrupt accident or like my, my dad died on 9-11. How was that for you? I wanted to ask you. Oh, man. I mean... I was, at a, I was at a young age, so now that I've understand things a lot differently, and I think it just comes down to acceptance. I think, I don't know when, I don't know when it happened, but at some point, you know, I just accepted it. And that's kind of why I'm talking about it now. I think at the end of the day, it's about acceptance, and it is what it is. I said this in a prior episode, it just is what it is. And the sooner we can succumb to that, I think the easier it is. And you realize that we're a little more fragile than we are. I think you lose the resistance and live it to our best, the best that we can. Yeah, yeah. So... Definitely. So I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. It's I'm really excited that we spoke about this because I'm very into understanding what you explained. Um, I just know it on a little novice level. So it's really nice to hear someone that that you really feel it. Yeah. Um, but I did want to. I don't know if you want to share the story, but we're, for those of you that are listening, um, we're both in real estate, and that's how we kind of connected. Do you want to share that story about when you walked into that house? Because oh, yeah, I, I just yeah, thought yeah. that was, this is kind of a side trail before we really <laughs> cut this off. It's just a really cool story. And uh, if you want to just go yeah, for yeah. it. Because it was actually right after my experience with Kent and when I first made contact with the other side. And then my friend had this amazing house um, on Kilkia, actually. West Hollywood. <laughs> and it wasn't listed with me, but it was listed um, and with this other agent who hadn't sold. And it was it's like beautiful, but no offers for like six months or something. And so, um, I went over and just to hang out and I went into this one room and the whole room started caving on me. And I like to the point where I was like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Like this doesn't feel good. And I didn't tell her at that time, but then I left and I'm driving home and then I see this guy come in like in my third eye and I was like oh no dude I was like no I'm not trying to be a medium here like I'm only open to my friends and family no strangers and then he kept coming in and I was like okay Erica I'm like talking to myself I'm like stop operating from fear don't be scared and I was like just tune in and see what he wants you know so I was like okay what does he want and he was literally curled up and it was like he was stuck and he needed help getting out and I was like okay so I told my girlfriend I'm like listen um it's gonna sound crazy but I think that there's this guy stuck at the house his energy that's what everybody's feeling you just need to get the house cleared and it's gonna sell and I didn't know how to do it at the time but I found somebody for her Wait, wait, in the middle of that, how did that agent react? Because no one's ever said that to me in an open house. Oh, well, it wasn't the agent. It, I wish, it was my friend who's the owner. So. Oh, got it. Yeah. So it wasn't open house, right? Like no, 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 no. It's it, my girlfriend because she got was it, the owner. Got it, got it. And so um, I told her that. 
And then, so we cleared the home. And then three days later, it went into escrow. That's wild. Yeah. So after that is when I got the idea as an agent that, oh, this is why some homes aren't selling. And so I've actually helped some agents sell their homes that have been on the market for a while. This has happened multiple times? Yeah. How many times are we talking? Like a handful. Really? Yeah. Like, was it the same timeline where it was a couple of days after? Or oh, like- well, it's in, throughout these last couple of years because I it's taken me a while to really own it and own my energy and integrate it into my business. So in the last couple of years, I started to clear the energy of homes and I, I don't even have to go there. Like I helped sell, my friend had her Arizona house on the market for two years, no offers. And um, so she called me and I cleared it from a distance. I also worked with her because a lot of times the energy has to do with the owner's energy as well. So I cleared it and then her house sold. Jesus, fuck a million dollar listing, million dollar energy clearing. It's <laughs> so like your own TV show on Bravo. So Bravo, if you're listening, we got a pitch for you. I've actually been approached. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, well, you need to get a bunch. <laughs> I was going to ask for so a percentage. The TV, but it's not really the, the route that I want to no, go. No, so. I mean, that's, that's more serious than that. <laughs> that's wild. Um, well, if I have any listings that I don't sell, I'm definitely checking with you because that's, yeah. that's I never heard anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, um, I think we spoke about a lot of – Interesting things. I'm really looking forward to people hearing this, um, specifically about the topic of suicide, of course. But I think what what you've experienced and what you how you live your life is a really it's a nice it's a nice thing to hear because I think you have a certain level of peace that most people I meet don't have with death. And even people say it more often than not, like you know I'm not worried about it. But I think a lot of people are. Yeah. And I think it's very nice to hear someone has so much peace with it. I think I can learn a lot from it. I think people that are going to be hearing you can learn a lot from it. So I just want to say thank you so much for for doing this with me. Oh, thank you. It's really sweet. You And by the way, I let the record show that um, before she came here, she told me I have a very safe energy. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know me and want to get on this podcast, I'm very safe. And uh, we just saged the place too, so everything's good. Um, but no, really, thank you so much. It really means a lot. Uh, once again, the guy's Erica Kita. You can find her at The Real Estate Witch on Instagram. And um, I mean, I'm not going to give you the green light to reach out to her, but that's her Instagram handle. So she's a great gal. Uh, once again, thank you so much, Erica. And I uh, hope we can do this again soon. Likewise. Thanks for doing this. I love that you're doing this. Of course. We have a long way to go, but uh, I hope some people are listening. So thank you again, guys. Another episode of Dead Talks. Uh, I think this is where we cue the music. Bye, guys. Bye.